2: of our broadcast and still to come we're gonna have some very interesting things for you including a warning for you about free speech under assault not just guns but free speech and this is all connected to the recent club q shootings you're going to hear some comments about that also for comic relief you will get a kick out of this one i I will just tell you, this is a wonderful contribution for the fine folks at Babylon B. They have outdone themselves with this. <laughs> it is a winner. I want to begin with Faith Focus Friday, and I call this posting the blessing of no. The blessing of no. This is another great Dr. Steve Crosby post. I want you to listen to this very closely because this, I have a feeling this is going to resonate with somebody today. The greatest manifestation in my life of Father's faithfulness to me are the prayers that were not answered according to my petition and desires at the time. I love this the way Steve has expressed this. The word not is in all caps. Not answered. It's like, okay, what's wrong with you? Why would you not want your prayers answered? I continue. With a few decades of retrospection behind me, I can see clearly and understand deeply the unfathomable benevolence of my prayers denied. If I had received or got the answer I was so fervently praying for, anguishingly longing for, I can say without reservation, it would have been disastrous for me real faith and I love by the way I love Steve Crosby's definition of faith I'm gonna bet you've never many of you have never heard this before because a lot of people talk about blind faith and all this other silly stuff you know what Steve's definition of faith is relational trust It's not some sort of ethereal thing. It's confidence and trust in a person. Much of what is promoted as faith within especially charismatic circles is nothing more than charismatic superstition. It's a power that you direct to do whatever God is, you know, he's there to do your bidding, to do whatever you ask or tell him to do true faith is relational trust includes trusting that my father knows me better than myself I often find myself in deep thankfulness for this restful assurance every divine no has been exactly like a loving parent saying no to a child's desires because the child simply cannot see or understand the future negative implications of those desires 20 minutes into the future or 20 years I so appreciate this post and I'm telling you I believe I need this now I'm just saying how many of us asking for certain things And they seem to be good things to us. But if it's true faith, we're trusting ultimately in our Father's decision-making. That is what we should all be looking for. A deepening of that relational trust. What do you think? Does this resonate with you? Does it help? Especially if you're a person who may have experienced unanswered prayers. This could be an important reason why. We've got a regular comedian in the audience, Jeff. Jeff, you've struck again. Our reference to what's going on in the RNC. Vince, if Miss Piggy is indeed ousted from the RNC chair, it will probably be so painful. She will require tons of oinkment to heal her wounds. But a change is needed. Jeff, what a punster. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If Inside the Beltway is true, it's past... Rhonda McDaniel's record of failure will result in a promotion and salary increase. Who knows? She might end up working for the Communist News Network. After all, most of these people are lawyers that are, caught, that are taught how to argue convincingly for things they don't agree with. Oh, my gosh. I'm not, I'm not going to read this text. I will just laugh at it. Thank you, texter with the Atlanta phone number it's funny but I'm not going to share it (laughs) I just can't it's terrible this person responding to Faith Focus Friday I believe God always answers our prayers. sometimes it's yes sometimes it's a no sometimes it's wait a while it's not like he completely ignores us we will eventually get an answer that is correct may not be the answer we want which we have been reminded here is many times a good thing. We're not going to have time to go completely into this, but maybe we can play the first cut from this subject. I want you to know the Club Q shooting is going to stir up further efforts to undermine two of our important constitutional rights. It's not surprising at all. They're on gun control again. I want to share this first because I want to spend more time talking about free speech, which is under assault. The sound you're going to hear is from Michael Anderson. If I understand correctly, Michael Anderson was bartending at the club the night of the shooting. And here is what he has to say about the issue of guns as he spoke before the House Oversight Committee. Listen up.
3: President Biden for fighting to reinstate the assault weapons ban, and I sincerely hope you will support that reform so that we may try to prevent more people from needlessly dying at the hands of that weapon. Not only am I embarrassed for our country's international reputation of inaction on gun reform, but I am frankly disgusted. Between 1994 and 2004, America's mass shooting incidents dropped dramatically. Following the expiration of the assault weapons ban, which the Republican Party allowed to expire under President Bush, we now have an epidemic of domestic terrorism and violence. The time to do something is now. What needs to be done is placing the lives of children and adults above our unhealthy obsession with assault rifles. And you are some of the ones who can make a difference. Many in our government say nothing can be done. This epidemic of violence is just the price we must pay for freedom in this country. That is a lie. The facts speak for themselves, and your denial of this gun violence reality is not a policy proposal. I encourage you all to work together to save our children and adults, and in turn, save ourselves and the soul of our nation.
2: Again, that is Michael Anderson, a bartender at the club the night of the shooting at the club Q. Coming up, we're going to talk about the assault on free speech. You need to hear this. Stay with us.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt, Hi-ya! and even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs>
2: Over on the text line in response to what we shared about the club survivor, who is again renewing the call for gun control. Steven in Indian Trail, more focus should be on the mentally ill and criminals, not inanimate objects. Yeah. Riddle me this, Batman. How many of the ten foundational doctrines of the communist platform are firmly established and in effect in America? I don't know. Tell me. Nothing would surprise me, to be honest with you. Is the United States of America a constitutional republic or a corporation? I would argue it's kind of a mixture. An unarmed populace is a totally controlled populace. If they were to be able to ban or take away our guns, history shows when the genocide... That's when the genocide begins. Never give up on your guns, people. This will absolutely have to be the hill we die on. Or you're dead anyway. But as Rush would refer to them, these skulls full of mush, driven by largely emotional arguments, they're going to continue to beat this drum. You know they will. They will beat this drum. You heard from Michael Anderson, a bartender at Club Q. And here's the part I want you to listen to very carefully. They're going to use this to try to silence you from speaking against the things that you're opposed to. Now, I want to repeat again what I've said a million times. I'm very much a libertarian. Live and let live. What you do in the privacy of your own home, what you do with somebody else, consenting adult, is none of my business. When it gets into the area, especially of children, then that's another story altogether. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with parents standing up for the integrity of the classrooms and protecting their children from propaganda, no matter what that propaganda is. And don't allow anybody to shut you up, because that's what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to tell you, well, they're already doing it, that what you're saying when you speak in this matter, when you say there's something perverted about having this drag queen story hour stuff for children that you're promoting hate and you're responsible for attacks like the one that happened in Colorado Springs. This is pure BS, but it's not going to stop them from saying it. Here is the other cut I want you to listen to very carefully from Michael Anderson. I want you to see what he is demanding out of you. Listen up. This is Free Speech.
3: To the politicians and activists who accuse LGBTQ people of grooming children and being abusers, shame on you. As leaders of our country, it is your obligation to represent all of us, not just the ones you happen to agree with. Hate speech turns into hate action, and actions based on hate almost took my life from me at 25 years old. I beg you all to consider your words before you speak them, for someone may use those words to justify action, action that may take someone's life. To my fellow LGBTQ community, events like this are designed to discourage us from speaking and living our truth. They are designed to scare us from living openly, courageously, and proudly. We must not succumb to fear, we must live prouder and louder than ever before. We must continue to be who we are, for who we are is exactly who we are meant to be. And to the children watching this, feeling you may not be like the other kids, I understand you, and I see you. You deserve to be exactly who you are, no matter what anyone else has to say.
2: Let me translate that for you. If you oppose what we do, if you want to protect your children, From hearing gay, transgender, whatever propaganda. You're a hater. And you're responsible for people who kill other people. That's what this person is saying. This is a fool. I want you to understand this. These folks are dangerous. And this is why I've said repeatedly, the Alphabet Mafia. Does not respect-free speech. They don't want you to have the right to speak. That's what it comes down to. They call this hate speech. References to grooming. What do you call it when you're talking to children, third graders, about sexual activity in any form? What do you call that, ladies and gentlemen? It's not hate speech. It's love speech. You are trying to preserve the integrity of your children. The purity of your children. And it will be a cold day in hell before people like you in the alphabet mafia shut me up. Or anybody else who has concerns about protecting innocent children. Now, I know people are very sensitive about how things come across, and I'm not saying that everybody is like this. This, I wanna make a distinction between some of the people I know who are gay and these radical activists, because you you remember me saying this about politicians. I encourage you, I strongly encourage you. Don't see your neighbor as Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer. Don't you remember how I tell you to make that distinction? I'm telling you to do the same. Draw a distinction between someone who may be your gay or lesbian neighbor or transgender neighbor and these radical activists who really are grooming. They're hiding, they're trying to hide. And then they're trying to turn around and blame you for promoting hatred that's responsible for killing people. This is demonic, is what it is. But I want you to know, this is not going to stop. Because the goal is to silence you. And they would love to have in place laws like they have in places like Canada, where even speaking or preaching against homosexuality could actually land you in jail. This is considered hate speech. You have been served notice. This is what the radicals want to do. But I appeal to you again. This is not every gay and lesbian or transgender person. It's not. It's these radical activists. And what you need to do is to tell them, mind your own freaking business. You have rights to speak and you will use them. Nobody will shut you up. Speak the truth in love, but speak it.
1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
6: I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball.
2: of the Vince Coakley radio promise. I promise I would try to get your calls. A couple of you have been very patiently waiting for quite some time, but I've got to get to this because this is absolutely hilarious. My friends over at Babylon B have struck again. I think one of the amusing things we've watched over the past few years is Kamala Harris and her use of the English language I use the word use very loosely. I want to introduce you to her speechwriter. We actually, it's not me. Babylon B found her speechwriter. He drove up to the headquarters where he works in a little car. I want you to hear, this is so funny. The sound that you hear at the end is the sound of a little electric car. It's one of those little tiny cars kids drive around. That's how he gets around. I want you to meet, this is the speechwriter from Babylon B, the speechwriter for Kamala Harris. His name is Oliver Bartholomew. Listen, listen up.
5: Hi, I'm Oliver Bartholomew, and I'm 16 and a half years old, and I'm the speechwriter for Kamala Harris. Ever since I was little, I liked words. Writing words is fun, so I made writing words my job. Every politics person has a writer, like me, to make good words for them to say.
4: Space is exciting.
3: Space, it affects us all.
5: I got that idea when I was thinking about space and how big it is. Man, it's big. Sometimes I have to write about bad stuff, like war.
4: Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So. Basically, that's wrong.
5: Once I thought it would be neat if Koma wear a blue suit and told people she was wearing it, because I like
4: blue. I'm a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit.
5: And who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Who doesn't love a yellow
0: school bus,
5: right? But she kind of is crazy or something. And she kind of scares me. <laughs> and you can't fake that kind of performance. That time is every
2: day <laughs> that's the sound of oliver bartholomew driving away after a hard day <laughs> oh my goodness if you've got to look that up and watch the video it's so funny and <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I think you'll enjoy it, and some of your friends and neighbors will appreciate it as well. Let's try to take a call or two here, going first to the sprawling metropolis of Harrisburg, and I believe we have on the line Richard. Good morning, Richard.
6: Hey, good morning. Uh, You know what drives me crazy is that uh, when they start talking this
2: gobbledygook, this Oprah Winfrey nonsense, this is my truth. Yep. They're They're really saying that You know the truth is just subjective to them and that you can't question them right truth. Uh uh-huh that's how it works and you know what if you go against their truth you do know richard you're a hater you realize that
6: well we're going to have to start embracing the fact that they want to call us a hater because
2: if we don't protect our children then we're we're nothing so We're going to have to wear that uh, as a badge of honor. If if that what makes me a hater, then God willing. I I hear you, Richard. I very much appreciate your call. Yeah, this is one of the most diabolical things in our society now. This is my truth. Uh, This is something that's really important, and we've talked about this on this program, how it's important for all of us to recognize that we all have perspectives, and it's important that we have a sense of objectivity brought to our perspective, because sometimes our perspective can be dead wrong. It's really that simple. And we've got to have the humility to recognize we made to need to be adjusted or corrected. If we've got good friends, they will help us do that and help keep us grounded. That's a very important quality. Jerry, here in Charlotte, good morning. Welcome.
6: Good morning. I love your show. and This is a great topic. Thank you. In regards to the gentleman that was um, testifying in front of Congress, there's a history with the progressives and molesting kids. Back, I think it was in 1984, 1985, the ACLU and some progressive groups sued the Boy Scouts of America, demanding that they let the openly gay men become troop masters. And how many young boys got raped by them? Thousands. And then again, back in, I think it was 19, between 1965 and 1972, the progressives and the gays were trying to get um, openly gay men to become ordained priests. And that happened. And how many young boys got raped again? They are dangerous people. See, this is the kind of line, Jerry, this is
2: Jerry. This is the kind of line that they do not want you to draw. And the reality is here they're trying to draw some sort of flimsy line to our speech. And the real line to be drawn is the one of advocacy and tearing down barriers and boundaries between adults and children. And the left is on the forefront of doing this all the time, Jerry.
6: I agree with Richard. I think I do want to wear a badge of I hate I hate pedophiles. I hate child molesters. I hate people that advocate for that. Well, Jerry, I very much appreciate
2: your call. My only caution there is not to focus on hating people. You can hate their bad qualities, but continue to love people. That's the challenge before us. And it's, it's, it's got to be the thing, especially as conservatives, that sets us apart from our our political adversaries that whereas these folks really do hate. I've met some of these folks. I mean, it's like the, some of these folks, they're kind of like the, uh, the Antichrist figure in The Omen, Damien. You bring up any mention of God or Jesus, I've seen it. It's like there's a demonic manifestation with some of these folks. That's where the real hatred is. Stay with us. Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Friday. A lot of interesting text coming into the broadcast here in response to our final segments. Uh, shall we share those with you? Well, of course we should. How about this? For starters, this texter saying... Vince, I don't really care one bit what any of these people say. (laughs) I will not shut up, period. Go for it. Go for it. Jeff says, when God calls something sin, our truth and our perspective do not matter. There's a way that seems right into man, but in the end, it leads to destruction. Amen to that. On the Kamala Harris speechwriter this texture says something a number of you might agree with. If you didn't mention Babylon B, I would have believed this. And we have my troll here who says I knew you couldn't make it through a show without saying something derogatory towards a black person. Of course. My gosh. Time for us to take a look at the day in history. As we, let's see, we have a total of eight questions here. And honestly, this is not a bad list. I've certainly seen much worse. Let's begin with this one, Christopher, 1773. This was an event that really set off the Brits because one of their products they were supplying was thrown into the harbor. What was the event? The Boston 17... Tea Party. You better believe it. These radicals, how dare they? 1835, a fire in this city burned for two days, destroying 674 buildings, $20 million in real estate lost. What city was this? 1835 was the year. Chicago. No, this was actually New York City. New York City is where this happened. 1903 this luxury hotel opened the taj mahal palace and tower what country uh, Taj. the united states no this is in india 1903
6: but, but they- the real taj mahal's in india yeah the... so what's the tourist i mean you could go to the real one why well, go to the hotel one
2: <laughs> yeah i hear what you're saying 1950 we actually had a state of emergency declared over this war by president truman 1950 what war was going on then korea that was korean war absolutely correct 1973 this football player became the first nfl running back to rush For over 2,000 yards in a season as a hint I will tell you this guy his image has been pretty much damaged and most of what we've thought about him in recent years has nothing to do with football who is it O.J. Simpson you better believe it 1976 this president appointed Andrew Young as ambassador to the United Nations Jimmy Carter Jimma is correct 1980 Colonel Harlan Sanders passed away what is mr. Harlan Sanders known for Kentucky Fried Chicken KFC and by the way um, I think I've been to the original one in uh, the southern part of Kentucky which is kind of cool and then in 2009 we had this epic science fiction film it's a James Cameron film it was kind of weird Set in the 22nd century, humans colonizing Pandora. Avatar. Yeah. Did you like that movie, Chris? I haven't seen it. Oh, good for you. You haven't missed much. I I thought it was weird. I don't even remember what the darn thing was about, to be honest with you. It's just, just too weird for me. I don't know. All right. In the category of something really cute, you know, I don't have a problem with politicians, government officials using their time for something like this. Here's the headline, California Girl Licensed to Own a Unicorn if she finds one. Isn't that cute? Los Angeles authorities have given a little girl a license to own a unicorn. Her name is Madeline. She's got a vivid imagination, remarkable awareness of how bureaucracy can dash dreams, When she got her wish, she asked Los Angeles animal control authorities for a license to own a unicorn. The only thing she has to do is to find one. The first of its kind permit came with strings attached, however. Here's those strings. The mythical creature must be provided ample exposure to sunlight, moonbeams, and rainbows, and have its horn polished at least once a month with a soft cloth. Director Marcia Mietta of the County Department of Animal Care and Control sent the girl a heart-shaped rose-colored metal tag with permanent unicorn license emblazoned on it, along with a white fuzzy unicorn doll with pink ears, purple hooves, and a silver horn. The department's response came after the girl wrote a brief letter last month. Dear L.A. County, I would like your approval if I can have a unicorn in my backyard if I can find one. Mieta commended the girl for her sense of responsible pet ownership, to seek permission in advance, and for thoughtfully considering the requirements of providing a loving home to animals. The agency posted images, the correspondent, the license, the medallion, and the stuffed toy on its social media accounts, with the girl's last name obscured, of course. Its five conditions, unicorn ownership, also require any sparkles or glitter sprinkled on the animal be non toxic and biodegradable and it be fed watermelon at least once a week isn't that adorable <laughs> that's all the time we have have yourselves a great day and a great weekend
0: god bless you all his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt Hi-ya! and even after band camp he might not be the greatest musician but with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a penfed premium online savings account your goal of supporting his dreams thanks for everything mom and dad will always be worth it